The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now is Odyssey NFL insider Jason LaCanfora, host of the Odyssey original podcast In the Huddle with Brian Baldinger and Carl Dukes, covering the entire NFL. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. Good news and bad news for you. The good news is you are wearing a Baltimore Orioles hat, and their magic number to clinch the division is now only three. So that looks pretty good. But the bad news is the Baltimore Ravens lost to the Colts with a backup quarterback. What happened? Yeah. Well, it's good content for my radio show either way. <laughs> um, and, yeah, what way to go, Kyle Gibson and John Means the last two days. For the O's. Um, yeah, look, the, the Ravens have their share of injuries, but this is, uh, you know, a, a game they're, they're very likely going to want back when we're um, counting votes and, and looking at playoff tiebreakers. And such. And the Colts had their share of injuries as well, and or holdouts or whatever the hell you want to call Jonathan Taylor's thing. But they were without their two most dynamic, explosive plays on offense. They were without their center. They were beat up at other spots along the offensive line, and they whipped the Ravens' ass in the trenches. And that, to me, more than anything else, is is sort of why they won. We can talk about Kenyon Drake's fumble, which we can talk about why Kenyon Drake was on the football field. And that situation, and Lamar didn't have a great day, and the Ravens have played two games at home, and they've been fumbling the ball all over the place in those games. Um, I think six total fumbles, four by Lamar. They've lost three or four of them. Um, but Zach Moss ran the ball effectively up the gut and off tackle, behind the left tackle, and the Ravens didn't have a ton of answers for that. The Ravens' D-line – 
couldn't get pressure on their own, so they were blitzing constantly with, with, from the safety and linebacker spots. That left them vulnerable at times, and they gave up a huge touchdown pass to Moss um, in a blitz situation. They're not a blitz-heavy team. They blitzed over 50% of the dropbacks yesterday because it's the only way they could get pressure. So that caused some problems, especially when they were out their top safety and their top corner due to injury. Um, and on the other side, the offensive line wasn't very good. Couldn't really open up holes. The only thing that they had going on offense was Lamar on option running plays or often just the scramble drill. Um, they were succumbing to blitzes themselves. Their offensive line didn't play nearly as well, the injured offensive line, as it did against Cincinnati. And the Colts kicker was better than Justin Tucker, which that's not going to happen. Hasn't happened very often in Tucker's Hall of Fame career, but he wasn't good from 61, and the other guy – kept making them from 50 and plus himself. So bad loss, hats off to Gardner Minshew. Um, the Colts played sound fundamental football. The coach gambled in a few spots. He, he tried a few wrinkles. That generally paid off. Um, and they deserve to win. And, and the Ravens are licking their wounds. And now they've got to go to Cleveland and to Pittsburgh. And I don't think those defenses are going to be very forgiving. Uh, Jason, two games yesterday, double-digit point spreads, and one of them, the Chiefs just beating down the Bears, which if you were listening to us uh, on BetMGM game day, myself, Jason, and Pam Maldonado, we went on and on about why this is the perfect spot for the Chiefs and everything is going to hit Chiefs-wise, and it did, and uh, Bears have the number one draft pick right now, and they'll probably have it at the end of the season. And the, and the other double-digit game, we had a huge upset, even though the Cowboys yeah. were missing a bunch of dudes. Uh, the, the feisty Cardinals finish a game, and they take care of Dallas. Uh, what do you think about the, those two games with the Chiefs win and the Cardinals win? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Chiefs game, I, I, you know, I thought that Mahomes would have his three touchdowns. The prop was two and a half. And I thought they'd have at least 30 of their 31 points. They actually got up to 31 and a half. But either way, I figured they'd have that by the half, and they did. Um, mm -hmm. And thankfully for me, they left Mahomes in there for a little bit of the second half so Kelsey could get his Travis uh, – Travis – Taylor Swift. Taylor <laughs> Swift. Anytime touchdown, ka-ching. Um, I know those Kelsey TDs <laughs> don't pay like they used to, but – I needed that one in a couple of parlays. And, yeah, that was what it was. It was the Chiefs exercising their offensive demons and doing it at the expense of a hapless, rudderless Bears team. Um, Eberflus isn't a head coach. He's not much of a defensive coordinator. Uh, they've got issues. So, that, yeah, that was as expected. That was a homecoming game for the Chiefs, and Andy Reid would be ready to let people know my offense is back. You know, Dallas's red zone offense has been kind of garbage, and nobody's talking about it because they're blocking field goals and they're blocking punts, and, you know, Michael Parsons is knocking quarterbacks' heads off, and they're playing with early leads because they're, they're facing, you know, ineffective non-quarterbacks like Zach Wilson. But, like, their offense hasn't been great, and Mike McCarthy's not a great play caller. And Mike McCarthy in difficult, challenging game scripts where he has to make challenging in-game decisions and then also guide the offense at the same time, I don't think that's his strong suit. In fact, he got hired by saying, I'm not going to do that anymore. What's he doing now? Uh, so I'm not a big Cowboys person. You know, did I think they'd win that game? I, I did. Um, and hats off to the Cardinals, who it's not just spunky and plucky. 
you know, they now have a W to show for it. So I, I, w- I was probably way, way off on the Arizona Cardinals and their compete level and the acumen of that coach to get them ready to play early in the season. They're, they're doing great stuff. And, and Dobbs is, is managing games and making some big plays. But I, I think there's questions to be asked about the Dallas Cowboys. They can run the football. We know that much. But that offensive line is not what it was a few years ago. And there's a lot of pressure on that coach and a lot of pressure on that quarterback. Um, and, and, again, go and look at the last two games. Everything, it was a magic carpet ride. You're not always going to be calling plays from a position of strength with a big lead against a team that you could just bully on the ground. So I, I've had questions about the Cowboys all along. I've never been ready to crown the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not ready to crown anybody in the NFC. Um, and, yeah, I, I, it might it might just be Pollard, 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 and the other guy all the time. Like, that that might just be what Mike McCarthy does when if, if the chips get down a little bit there from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, the NFC, I'm with you, certainly is interesting. <laughs> Who is the best team so far? It's tough to pick. Uh, the Texans have really impressed me. C.J. Stroud threw for 280 yards in his third start, became the third quarterback in NFL history to pass for 900 yards through the first three games. How do you rate this Texans team? Tank Dell looked good. We won't get into Nico Collins because I was on his prop over. But overall, how do you uh, rate the Texans so far? I've been very impressed. Um, I, I, you know, I did a lot of work on the Texans going into week one because they were facing the Ravens and there were not a, loop, a lot of new pieces there. And I talked to some, um, some scouts who I'm pretty close with who happened to have been watching um, the Texans fairly closely in the preseason as part of their advanced scouting duties. And everything I was hearing was like, they're way better than you think. Don't get caught up in the media narratives about what you may have seen from Stroud in his first preseason game or how terrible that offensive line is supposed to be, you know, or how underwhelming their talent is. Like, they're, they're going to be better than you think, and Will Anderson is going to be an impact player from the first snap, and the quarterback is, is, is already, um, already their leader, already their field manager, and he's going to make more big plays than you think. And all that has proven to be true. Um, despite them facing some in-game situations that were less than ideal to break in a young quarterback. Um, I'm buying D'Amico Ryans. uh, I'm buying their compete level. Uh, I'm buying that the quarterback not only isn't a double agent, but he actually helps them win, you know, and stay competitive in football games rather than be the reason that they're not winning football games or they're falling behind football games. Um, they're an interesting team, and they've kind of had Jacksonville's number, and Jacksonville's not been good in September's for whatever reason. And if you look at Jacksonville the week before they go to play London, and they play in London more than anybody else, right? Like weird stuff tends to happen. So that game to me was just like a tricky one. Like I wasn't on it in any way, shape, or form, but like I thought it would be close. Like I thought the line was a bit extreme. Um, and I just wanted to sit back and watch because I, I have liked Stroud, but let's see what it looks like, you know, in in this situation against the team that's supposed to be the best team in their division. So, yeah, I think there might be some money to be made on the Houston Texans, especially if these lines keep treating them like they're an expansion team. 
He's Jason Lockenfora, Odyssey NFL Insider here on BetQL Daily. We've got two Monday night football games here. Eagles and Bucks with Philadelphia's five-point favorites on the road. Rams and Bengals. Of course, this one's very much an unknown because of the status of Joe Burrow. Bengals are still one and a half point home favorites here. Uh, either either game offers some value to you. I don't love this slate. You know, if we were talking last week, I was I couldn't wait for those Monday night games to kick off. I thought they'd be absolutely putrid, and they were, which I love because I love unders. Um, I love field goal props. Uh, so I love interception props. So last Monday was profitable. I don't feel as strongly about these games. I keep trying to find ways I want to get into them, and I will get into them um, in a measured sort of um, manner. I, I don't really – like, I need to see more of Tampa Bay. Like, I'm, I'm, I look at who they played. I'm not ready to – they're clearly better than I thought. Like, there's no doubt about that. But, like, I kind of need to see it against something a little more real. And I kind of want to see the Eagles maybe with a chance to exhale a little bit. They're not at home. They don't have to put on the show. They're not up against a team that we at least think is an elite across-the-board defense, you know, like the Patriots. So I I just kind of want to see how this unfolds. I am playing uh, a Hurts anytime touchdown and Eagles to win. So that's you can find that as high as plus 150. I kind of like that. I think this will be a game where the Eagles do whatever they have to do to score points, which often means the quarterback keeping it. I look at that that script that the Ravens had a default to against like a plucky Colts team whose defense was better than people thought it was going to be, who took away a few things, and it ended up being Lamar all over the place on the ground. I think they may have to lean into Hurts and and, and the option game as sort of the main thing a little more than we might have thought because I just don't think the scope – of the passing game is there, and we know how often, you know, he keeps it himself and scores from one yard in a rugby scrum. Uh, I lean to the under in the other game, but, like, I don't know enough. Like, I I, I want to see Burrow warm up, you know what I mean? I want to see if he's even – or do they even roll him out, you know, before then. I, I do know that that team right now, you look at air yards per target, you look at air yards per passing attempt, you look at net yards per play. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. The, the, the Bengals offense is the worst in football uh, along those metrics. Um, and that was with 
Burrow. I know that the uh, the defense only gives up 18 a game at home the last two years under Anarumo. I know the Rams scored 14 a game on the road last year. Now, this is probably a better Rams team, but I also think this is a tough spot for them against a desperate team that does have a pedigree, you know, flying all the way across country. It's not one of their rivals, like, getting up to play the, you know, the Seahawks in week one. You know, and what's Stafford going to look like as we get into this and he gets knocked around a little bit? So I lean under there. It's it's not a huge play for me. It's more just based on that and the fact that these primetime games have been garbage and that week one was a week of unders and week three was a week of overs and week or week two was a week of overs and now week three um, has been a lot of unders. So I'm just kind of riding that trend. I'll, I'll make, you know, I'll sprinkle a little bit. Um, and yeah, I think the Eagles probably win this football game. I, I don't, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, I'm not dead set on that. And I think Hertz probably gets in the t- you know probably gets in the end zone. I think they'll need him to get in the end zone. So I'll tie those two together and play that. Uh, a couple minutes left, Jason. Dolphins, couple of close wins, and then yesterday happened. Seventy points, over seven hundred yards. My goodness, uh, Buffalo, Miami is going to be awesome. Can't wait to talk about that one uh, next Sunday morning. How do you, who who can stop this team right now? I mean, look, they, they now have two backs, I guess you have to worry about. Uh, and the left tackle's back, and he's absolutely road grading and, and mauling people. Uh, I mean, we, we know what Tua's like when he's healthy in that offense. Uh, they, they should maybe be even healthier at the wide receiver position next week than they were, you know, yesterday. So, and, and defensively, they've suffered some injuries there. Now, I, but again, like, I, I also look at, who have they played? You know what I mean? How much have they been tested? Uh, they've, they've had the snowball effect going where, like, even the New England game, like, they built up the two-score lead. They maintained the two-score lead. It got a little janky at the at the end. But, like, did you really think Mac Jones was coming back on them? So I think this obviously is a step up in weight class. Um, I also feel like the Bills – like now that Josh Allen's not throwing four picks and a half anymore, like people have like, oh well, that's not the sexy story anymore. So like, like the the maybe the Bills aren't collapsing. Like so, we're not going to talk about that. Like the fact that the defense looks really legitimate now, you know, and Von Miller's not back yet, and like McDermott does know what he's doing. Like that's not very sexy. So let's not talk about that. Let's just forget that the Bills are doing what they're doing. Like, let's forget what they are as a scoring offense and a scoring defense the last three years. So, yeah, that's an interesting game for me. Um, the Bills didn't have to throw the ball, didn't have to light it up in this one. The, you know, the defense was the star against Washington, but I still think that stuff is there when they need it. Um, and, yeah, look, this this could be a game that decides the one seed in the AFC. This could be a tiebreaker, right, that decides that division and possibly – the one seed in the AFC. So um, interested to see how it it turns out. But I think you probably got to be ready to score around 30 to beat mm-hmm. the, the Dolphins, right? Like, I feel like this is one of those where if you hold them to 27, 28, like, that might be like an like – your defense might have kind of sort of done the job. Can, can, you, can you get to 29 or 30 against them? Good stuff. Jason, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. That was Odyssey NFL Insider Jason Lockenfora. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our thoughts on our two Monday night football games right here on the BetQL Network.